0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Riverdinks. As always, we're your hosts. I'm Jay. I'm Allie. I'm Bella. And Bella, can we please get that famous theme song, birthday edition? You have to uh, sing your own birthday song. <laughs> uh, I I'm trying to think. of. Okay. Riverdinks is Riverdinks. River Dinks uh-huh. is a podcast. Uh-huh. River Dinks is River Dinks and that is a podcast. Woo! That on was so Spotify. Spotify. Oh wow. Okay. Nice. That was good. That, was, that was really good. Um wow, loved it. <laughs> and um this week's episode was Season one, episode ten, titled "Chapter Ten: The Lost Weekend." It was directed by Don Wilkinson and written by Britta London and Brian E. Patterson.
1: Why is that Ooh, Britta
0: later is named after? Oh yes, that's true. That's true. But also, I think it's important. It's good to point out. Today we did the tenth episode on October tenth, ten ten. Amazing. Wow. We are really we, just knocking out. The and it was Jughead's so birthday. Jughead's and birthday, it was Bella's birthday. I mean, truly, our planning skills. Everything's really syncing up. Incredible. Um, it also originally aired on April 13th, 2017. I didn't oh. want to forget that one. Which doesn't make any sense because that's not even Jughead's freaking birthday. Whatever. I think his birthday's like, what is that's it? October 2nd. October 2nd. 7th. That's it. Well, there you go makes sense for the timing of the show though it does i'm glad they didn't just i'm glad they were consistent on um okay here's what happened in this week's episode fred is leaving town for the weekend which happens to be Jughead's birthday weekend to go finalize his divorce veronica is going to have to give a statement at her father's hearing but she doesn't want to um betty is going to throw a surprise party for jughead even though everyone tells her it's a bad idea because he hates his birthday and he hates surprises chuck clayton is back at school and he also calls betty dark betty in the cafeteria she flips out a little bit um they decide to have the party at archie's house because his dad is gone alice gets hired as an advisor for the blue and gold Veronica finds out that Clifford has been paying a monthly fee to Hiram for 75 years. That's motive for sending him to prison. Um, uh, Oh, the television dance-off event of all time happens, um, which is, of course, Cheryl versus Veronica. And Veronica is then voted the new captain of the Vixens after her incredible, incredible moves. Um, Cheryl teams up with Chuck to take down Betty and Veronica. It's unclear at this moment what that means. Uh, If Veronica doesn't testify against her father, then Hiram says that he's going to drag Hermione into the whole mess. Um, Betty and Jughead go to a movie double feature, which is what Jughead does every year on his birthday but then they leave and they go to Archie's house and a few people are there who surprise him it's like Archie and Veronica and Ethel maybe and um is Ethel there yeah and Kevin and Joaquin um and then everyone's yeah they surprise him and Jughead is not pleased he delivers the famous line oh it's Kevin which is true Um, That made me laugh so much. It's such a good line. He's so so disappointed. Um, Veronica leaves crying in the middle of the birthday song and Archie follows her. Um, He gives her a comforting hug. Jughead is being incredibly pissy to everyone at all times at this party. Um, Cheryl and Chuck and tons of people arrive at the party and it's raging. It's a kegger. It's a rager. FP shows up at the party because Betty invited him. Betty runs into Chuck and he talks to her about dark Betty again and she gets upset. She slaps him in the face and she should, cause he was being a real asshole. Um, Jughead delivers the I'm weird. I'm a weirdo monologue incredibly, um, to Betty and he's like, we're from different worlds and I'm not one of your projects and makes her cry and is really says some really mean things. Um, Cheryl makes everyone play Secrets and Sins, which is just like truth or dare, basically, but just revealing things. And everyone airs out a ton of dirty laundry, including about the Lodges and Jason's death and the Archie's affair with Miss Grundy and Dark Betty and almost drowning Chuck and everything. Uh, Jughead punches Chuck and then FP removes Chuck from the party. Party's over. FP delivers snake fact number two to Alice and implies that Alice used to be a serpent. Betty and Jughead had makeup. Archie turns out drunk dialed his dad and told him not to get divorced. Archie and Veronica kiss and fuck is what I've written. Um, so, you know, read it and weep. Um, <laughs> Alice says it is suspicious that Joaquin is dating Kevin. She points that out. Veronica does testify her father and her father sends her a brand new pearl necklace. Uh, Veronica says that FP might've killed Jason because she recognized him at the party because she'd never actually seen him. She recognized him as the guy that um, her mom was making a deal with earlier in the show. And then Mopple Ringwald is here. My phone, I did make a typo. Uh, Molly Ringwald has arrived back home to Riverdale.
1: Otherwise Yay. known as
0: Marvel. Um, So, yes or no? Did you guys like this episode? No. Wow. <laughs> Everybody pissing off. That's yeah, really I fair. Know some iconic moments, but I think everybody's on their worst behavior in terms of like That's really true. Being like, just the worst. I don't know what I mean. You know. Yeah. Yes. I agree with that, <clears throat> but I do like it because of the iconic moments and because of how wretched they're being they're being really awful and that's this is one of the things from riverdale season one and two that i do actually love and that i hated when we were watching it the first time but now i like it a little bit because it's like they say the worst things imaginable to each other and then they're like it's us four till the end guys like they're like they're so they're so mind-boggling it's so horrible well I like this episode even though everyone does really piss me off and I think it's because there are like I said kind of right before we recorded I was saying this episode felt really packed like so much was happening Mm -hmm. and I think the reason that I liked it was that a lot of the things that were happening was like pieces of information were being revealed yes and I just that's my favorite thing in season one is when they reveal like oh Alice used to be a serpent oh like um, just yeah just random like reveals like that I think are really fun but obviously like yeah I I don't like a lot of their behavior in this episode yep. so let's talk about it let's talk about their poor behavior <laughs> Um Chuck is awful. I later when he comes back and he's all reformed, I feel like time made me forget how awful he was. Like obvi- like obviously in the initial episode, it's like we know this. We know he like he sucks and he's bad. But I forgot that he really sucks in this episode too. <laughs> yeah, for, for some reason I thought that it was gonna be like in my memory, it was like, yeah, he sucks and then he's expelled. And then goes through this reformation right. and then returns.
1: Like, I guess he just forms. came back
0: anyways. Did he just, maybe I... still get expelled? No, they said he was... No, but like at some point between now I and when he returns, think... or does he just leave schools? I think his dad sends him to military school or something. right? <sighs> or something wow. like that. Classic. Um, okay. Yeah, I think he gets in trouble for something, but I don't remember what. Maybe it's like Jingle Jangle or something. I don't know. Oh, Maybe. I, I think guess. It's But really is he funny. even around in season two? I, I think it's really funny that Reggie's not present at all. Yep. Not at all. Yeah. <coughs> of all the Sorry. people who would have been at that party, I feel like it would have been Reggie. I know. Yeah. I feel like he must feel so left out right now. Literally, Dilton Doily got invited to that party. Uh, and Reggie didn't. Who apparently everyone hates. And thinks it's weird. Um, which was pretty scathing. Reggie totally should have been there. I actually, I didn't think about it during the episode, but now I'm getting mad. Like, who didn't who didn't want Reggie to come? Maybe because it was Jughead's birthday. Although, but they he didn't they didn't invite any of the other people. Whatever. I just think he would have loved that party. I wonder If because I don't think they recast. You think it was like now? I'm wondering what are you thinking? Now, yeah. But, I mean, they might not have filmed the episodes in order. I was saying, I feel like he does appear between now and the end of the season. Yeah, But they might not have. Yeah, true. Uh, Drama. This episode, I really, you know, it's a bughead-heavy episode. And I think that, I think, I don't know, Betty should have known that Jughead wouldn't have wanted the party, I guess. But he was such a dick about it. He was, I was really hearing him leave that voicemail for her in season six. Yeah. Five. Like, where he's so, he was so rancid. Does he even like her, you know? No. I don't think he does. In the last episode, I was talking about how when Veronica is talking to Mrs. Muggs and Mm -hmm. she's like, please don't thank me. And it's like, really like whatever. And how that really annoys me, because it feels very, like, I don't care if it's true, I don't care if it's whatever, like, just be a person, like, be, like, there are certain, like, social yeah things that you need to understand. That's how I felt with a lot of Jughead in this episode, of, like, Mm -hmm. I don't give a shit if you hate this party, I don't give a shit if someone gives you a gift that sucks, or someone, like, gives you whatever, like, you need to be gracious about it and like understand like recognize the effort that people are putting in and all that like I think he was being just kind of so even though I do love the line oh it's Kevin oh Uh, oh Kevin that's how I feel too like when they're all yelling at each other and saying the most heinous shit and Kevin's like I can't breathe I'm so like fascinated or whatever it is, I'm so riveted. I was like, "Shut up!" It's so annoying. God, Cheryl was right. Is being the gay best friend still a thing? Like that was a really scathing uh, assessment of him in this season. Yeah. God. But not only was this a bughead episode, but it was also a Archie episode. Oh, it was the I, first Archie episode besides when they. Besides, I like, guess. A little part of me died. Not Sorry, it's so. I actually started feeling like some dread when they when she like woke up in his room. I was like, oh, "We're gonna have to see more of this, <laughs> like a She's lot like, more." Why our cheer, both both be at full force. It's so unfortunate, but then we get them going to the cabin together, so that's pretty good. I just in the secrets and sins game. Is- I it was like terrible rolling and so angry during it. I just like hate it. Like not they, I was rolling around on the ground yelling, Allie will tell you. I'm I was just not doing that. I was <laughs> just so awful. Like the whole exchange is so terrible because they say things and admit things about each other that if like this happened in real life, like I don't think like the way that, um, Archie like gets out of this having been framed by Mrs. Grundy like in front of all his peers it's like I would like and never then goes and has sex about it yeah but I would not like whatever I don't know like maybe I'm just like taking it like too seriously like it is a television show but one thing I do like about season one is that there are like consequences for the things that happen except this is like they say these things to each other and they're all like it's fine Like the teenagers like yelling at each other which i guess is like they are kids but it's it just pisses like, me off yeah. like nobody who talks to each other like that i guess do you know what i mean i mean it was yeah very hurtful like so much of what they were saying just sharing each other's secrets or yeah. or just lies like yeah just completely yeah. like making up really harmful things maybe that's kind of the implication is like i don't think that anyone there is gonna go away from the party and be like it was revealed last night that cheryl was into her brother like yeah. that was like so maybe they're gonna come away <clears throat> thinking like oh like, like, a lot, people like people like, were making up these crazy true. rumors true, about each yeah. other um but it's still like awful like but yeah. i think maybe that's how they <laughs> explain away really. people not you're right yeah, yeah. Like, make a bigger deal. And and I don't mean to, like, it is a television show, I guess, but it just, but like, pisses like, me off so bad yeah. that they're all sitting around talking like that. And like why like, did... Whatever. Why did Dilton Doily feel the need to share that? No one was he coming did. after him. Right, I know. He just wanted to. I mean, he tries to destroy the universe later, so... I was thinking, it's like, this is the foreshadowing of Jughead Paradox Dilton. Literally i also what i will say about the, the party scene um it's a great all-time love song um but what i will say about that whole like uh sins and secrets or whatever it, is that i completely agree that it's like almost like too much to watch because of how awful they're being to each other and like the public humiliation of it but as far as like efficiency in a television show i love it i love it i love they got so much information out to so many characters that's true i was in such such rapid fire that was just from trying to take notes like i didn't even write down me things that were revealed Yeah. yeah yeah it was there was so much um yeah that's true i do feel like this episode in general just got so much done that's true. so quickly where i feel yeah. like in later seasons or like later in the series there are certain points where definitely it's like mm-hmm. this was 45 minutes and like two things happened yeah i don't feel and like the there is things. a single episode where- not two things but just there are definitely <laughs> things where it's like no nothing, yeah i know they, the story hasn't moved forward at all yeah, yeah. like, no, I like it's just a lot of the same like i i know that was a i'll thing. defend that library book episode forever you guys (laughs) i don't care at all i love that episode yeah (laughs) yeah it's fun whatever (laughs) i don't know why. i I mean i I explained i guess why but i am such a huge hater about this episode i think it's just so like it's not a bad episode like i think it's on par with like the quality of the previous episodes but it just makes me Mm mad. I don't like it as a Cheryl episode. Oh, yeah. So bad. I was about to say it's because Cheryl. It's awful, yeah. And I don't. She loses in a dance off. Yeah. She has people cast horrible aspersions onto her. Terrible. She has to kiss Moose. She teams up with Chuck. I. It's all bad. Yeah. This episode also kind of sucks for Betty I guess just like the whole yeah. dark Betty thing. It was like we're talking about the darkness for like maybe the first time. Um, they say dark Betty I think for yeah. the first time. and maybe, maybe one of the only times. Uh, no that's not true at all. Can yeah, we talk was. about the scene in the cafeteria with Chuck and Betty? Because I felt like that was when I was like this is dark Betty potentially at its most like like this is the meme version of this. It's just her just being like, "I'm not going. I'm not going crazy." Like, just she's just suddenly yeah. completely unhinged in that moment, and it's like, and they do the whole thing of like the shot of her hands, yeah, like, uh, kind of uh, like it drives me crazy. Yeah, this you're right. This is the one where it's the most treated like, um, like a uh, Hulk esque. Yeah. curse or something or like she's a werewolf or something like that where it's like they talk about american werewolf. they see american werewolf that's true i'm all about the beast within speaking of by the way i would just like to when jughead's like oh i didn't take you as an american werewolf girl or when he's like oh you're the perfect girl next door and i'm not i'm like you don't know her at all you don't know her like i know her and also fuck you for real this is like the root of it they just don't they don't know her. each other yeah i mean they're still new in the relationship but they're not getting each other they're not getting each other and they're strict it's clear that he doesn't see her in a way that's like true although i think it's one of the only jug- or bughead scenes that i tolerate is the one after when they're making up in the diner and she's like i really feel like there's something really wrong with me and i really don't know what to do about it and he doesn't go like no there's not and you can still be pregnant like some people do um like some people say to her later on i think that one's pretty tolerable and, and nice because he's actually just like tries to comfort her sue me that's real shout out to fp in this episode i forgot he was in it was um, what yeah oh and not a king I don't know what else to say. I guess that's all. Freaking hilarious that he's at this teen party. Yeah. He probably actually maybe felt some responsibility as an adult at this his son's party. Yeah. That he was like, I should check this out. Super weird when he walks in on Joaquin and Kevin kissing. And he talks about it, and he's, and he's like, like, the sexual tension is crazy. It's like he's like, go, Ooh. yeah. It's like <laughs> go <I'm sorry>. away. <laughs> yeah. I. I really liked um, the exchange between Joaquin, Kevin, and FP, where he's like, you know FP, right? Joe Kidd's Tags, like, yeah, we've met. Takes me out of the white worms. Like, good times. Yeah, like, yeah. just like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like FP so much. He's
1: and so I really good.
0: liked him in this episode. I, I, Not to show my cards too early for potential mm-hmm. later segment. But just, yeah, I like the... um the range of fp that we get in this episode we get him being a serpent who's like scheming with joaquin we get him talking to alice and like revealing information and snake facts and uh, uh, like him being a good dad yeah he actually like coached jughead on his life decisions and he in a good way and I like him telling Betty, like and being honest, like he's not gonna want this party. He doesn't yeah. like surprises, he doesn't like parties. Like this is a bad idea. Freaking everyone everyone's older than <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think if you do happen to give him that award, you should give him the um oh, shoot. I was gonna make a hilarious joke and I just realized I used the wrong acronym, so it's not even gonna work. So move on, move on. To <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say VFP, but we don't <clears throat> even do V. It's not, it's it's MVP, so it doesn't even work. Say MFP. M- most Forsyth Pendleton. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. And he always beats out Joe Kidd. He beats out Joe Kidd and he beats out his dad. Yeah. He gets- <laughs> Thank you for saving it. See the I thought it was funny. Um, pretty much all of the parts of Archie being drunk, where they were like, "Oh, he's uh. so drunk right now," and he was like being totally normal. Total <laughs> I normal. Think. Yeah. Well, not not all the time. There were parts where he was like stumbling a little bit, but I just thought it was kind of funny that it was like immediately, like they have, this party has just begun and everything, and they're like Archie is drunk, and it's time. like I know I know he is. I don't mean I, I don't mean Sorry. like on a reality level. I mean, like, just, like, acting-wise. Yeah. yeah.
1: I just thought I love, that was fun. Yeah,
0: it's real. I did kind of like the, that as, like, when Jughead walks into the party and he's, like, not happy or whatever. I do like that the reason he's upset with Archie is, like, Archie being drunk. I thought that that was interesting just as, like, mm. for him coming from... A situation like with an alcoholic dad true mm. of just like obviously like that's just like one more thing he really doesn't want um it's true but also but yeah he's he says like oh man you reek are you drunk and he's like no i just so thought it was funny because yeah, like in his act he really seems like no he's not at all yeah, like, he took one sip that's why he smells like alcohol but yeah he was drinking from that little teeny tiny cup in his hand mm. like oh he's wasted like he had some, He had a thimble of beer, and now he is stating that he is drunk. So that's how you know. Like, I just thought it was a little silly, a little bit. And I was thinking about nineteen-year-old KJ Apa. I was yeah. thinking about um, how maybe he doesn't have experience in that. You know, maybe he was like followed the minimum breaking age laws. I don't know what the minimum, in New Zealand. Yeah, I don't know what the laws are in New Zealand though. Mm-hmm probably 18 i would guess i'm gonna look it up for fun 18 okay anyways so my point is moved. it doesn't matter um i can't believe archie and veronica I'm it's so so awful she couldn't even wait till happy birthday was finished to go start crying come on she's the worst she's, she's so annoying. Worse. and archie freaking went with her can you stay for your bff's birthday song for like a second was betty's birthday song supposed to be just weird or was it supposed to be a reference to like something like, like marilyn monroe but marilyn- that's what i was wondering is it supposed to be a marilyn monroe thing because she doesn't like it wasn't like super sexy or anything, which I feel yeah. like is what people reference about that. Well, and it's yeah, just like the voice. Yeah, I think I don't really know what the goal on that was because I thought it was funny. Did joke you miss the assessment. Yeah, well, it worked. It worked in that way. But to cause just to pull this. Yeah, when Chuck was like, "That was haunting." I was like, "I was so I was so mad at him by that point already because he was being such an asshole to Betty." But he's kind of right; it was a little haunting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Any other thoughts on that? So? Let's see. Uh, I'm just going through my notes. Oh, I like when Archie bursts in, when Jughead is like sulking in the garage, he's like he's like, bursts in really drunk, he's like hey man, hey dude, Rale- Valerie is here, do you think she wants me back? He's yeah, like, I thought that was funny. He's just like, why did you let Betty throw me this party? Yeah. Um, that was fun. I thought the interaction between Val and Archie, even though I'm like on Val's side in the breakup and everything and like I I think it's good for her that she got out of that or whatever it still really stressed me out like on Archie's behalf just seeing him like embarrass himself in front of everyone and like I felt bad like I was more like embarrassed for him in that moment than when he was being like like having his secrets spilled in the yeah. game or whatever like I just something about it felt so like uh everyone uh, was watching yeah I think maybe it's because he was in that moment he was the only person being embarrassed mm, versus true. like yeah um I did not really care about the whole thing with um. Her, uh, with Veronica like testifying and everything. I didn't care at all. But I thought it was interesting knowing I, th- which I think, yeah, it's a spoiler but from my memory, isn't it revealed later that Hermione is the one who wrote the letter and that Hiram never wrote that letter? I bet. That adds up. I don't remember it. I, I think, think that's... i think so yeah because she threatened herself and hiram didn't even like know about it yeah mm. one thing about that or one thing about veronica's secret being revealed or like in that like scene um it said that her father was the secret illegally bought the driving land and we see joe Kid like really upset mm-hmm. but we like don't get like a fallout from that and, in fact joe Kid is like uncharacteristically kind to veronica the next morning that's a good point that's true good maybe catch. he knows more than like like i guess having his dad like he understands that like a kid isn't responsible for their parents actions i mean but like, later he really in season two in the hope invasion episode <sighs> he's really mad that harry was fine well i think many other things have happened though. yeah that's true but you're right, he does not let Veronica off the hook for her father's actions later on. But she also is playing a lot more direct role in right. her father's actions. But I I guess I just thought it was interesting that we saw his reaction, but we there's no yeah playoff. That's true. Good point. Who would you are like you're real scholars? Like I don't think anyone's ever talked really about are. the show in this depth. I don't think so. I think we probably are like in the top 10 Riverdale academics in the world. Yeah. For sure. I think actually definitely. Because no one else is talking about it like this. No one else is taking the care, and no one else is taking the time. (laughs) I don't think the number of hours we spent. Literally just watching it. Watching it, but also discussing it. We might have spent more time discussing it than watching it. Because our episodes are longer than the show episodes, I know, but we haven't given, and we haven't made an episode for every show. Every episode of the show, true. And the shows, but and also if you see season podcast recording, and just we've just like, also rewatched it a lot, but like our own discussions on our free time, not even on the clock. Well, you weren't talking about that. You were talking about our podcast. I was talking about all of it. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> I have a clarification question mm-hmm. based on Jay and your synopsis of the episode. Yes. Because I think maybe we missed or maybe we not misinterpreted, uh, interpreted differently, the Archie and Veronica. Do you think that they had sex? I think it's ambiguous. And also, like, it is the very obvious hint of, like, she's wearing her clothes and he's sleeping on the floor, so I don't think they actually are meant to have had sex. Okay. But I, that is what I wrote. So I guess I lied. (laughs) I just wasn't sure. I couldn't remember if they ever have, like, a plot line of, like, this is the first time they have sex. Because in my memory, the first time they have sex is the shower sex at, like, in season two opener. I'm not looking forward to it um yeah I couldn't remember but also I was thinking like maybe it was just like this like maybe it was just ambiguous and not a lot of time on it because there's so much in the episode they didn't even have time although actually that doesn't make sense because later on they will spend like a good five to ten minutes of the runtime on Varchi which is disgusting. They're the, worst, the worst. worst. They're so bad for each other. <clears throat> and not in a good way. Because she makes him worse. Or like, or rather, being in a relationship with her. No, it's her fault. i <laughs> being, being in a relationship with her makes him worse. I do think that there are certain things that it's like, like she doesn't ask him to work for Hiram or like do any of True. that shit even though she does have she can stop a lot of his suffering that then comes um and chooses not to but like yeah I do think that he becomes a lot worse mm-hmm. because of his relationship with her. Yeah. And she becomes worse just I think as the show goes on. That's true. Or just my amount of patience for her goes lower such a mess I wish become gay now now do it uh one of my stray observations is I think I've been trying to figure out who Smithers looks like Mm -hmm. and I think it might be Christopher Walken yeah okay this is like, I've been trying to figure this out for years. So this was well, all oh, yay. yay! Oh my gosh. Yay. yay. Yay, Bella. That's great. Excellent. Who would you guys' as MVP be for the episode? Or, or MFP? MFP. No, Bella called it. Oh, I forgot.
1: To I'm be sorry. there.
0: Yeah, go for it. Sorry. Thank you for this gift for my birthday. You are welcome. My MVP is FP. He is, I think, like I said, I think he we get to see a lot of different forms of him of being serpent king and uh like weird, awkward adult at a party who's commenting on the sexual tension of his like son's peers and the like telling the like Alice that she's hot. That was a fun foreshadowing. Woo! Yeah. Um and just like, I really like him with Jughead. I feel like he's a good dad in this episode and we get to see kind of a nice range of emotion. And I like him just, I just like his presence at the party. I think there's a lot of good scenes in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, nice. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Um, my MVP is Joaquin because he is present. Um, there's no one else in this episode that I really liked the behavior of besides FP. Um, and Joaquin is not in very many episodes, so I'm going to take you very much to this moment I'd say Joaquin is my MVP because he was there. My MVP, I would say is going to be Reggie. Cause I think <laughs> he spent the night in quiet contemplation in his room. Just kind of, you know, maybe reading some poetry, maybe <laughs> working on some, like, I'm blanking or on, what's the, um, what's the type of, uh, oh, he's doing some CBT worksheets. Um, he's, real. he's having, you know, just a calm evening for himself. And I'm proud of him. And also he's morphing into, <laughs> pulling on his skin suit to become a new man. Exactly, (laughs) and i just really don't pick anyone in the episode i didn't like any of them so there's that it's real that's fair would you guys get this episode that's Not a lot of objects i would mm, i would actually give it seven out of ten this stupid hat that I have on, nice. um, 10 out of 10 stupid ass, um, because while it's like so infuriating to watch, you know, art's supposed to make you feel something and what I felt was fury, um, but also <laughs> just, there's just far too many iconic moments in here and I love how fast paced it is and I love how much it's like a car crash and I just thought it's just too fun for me, even though I won't give it additional points because it's not making me happy but it did make me feel stimulus. So that's yes. why. I'm gonna give it six and a half surprise parties out of 10. Um, it was fine. I know I really said I don't like it, which is just, I think for personal reasons, it's not the quality of the episode itself. But I dislike, there are so many points that I don't like and that it's impacting my reading. Um, we do have some iconic moments and stuff. Which is nice. Um, but otherwise, it doesn't. I mean, it does have this iconic movements, but otherwise, it doesn't stand out to me. So, yeah. i mean, they give it like seven out of 10 weird weirdos. Um, nice. I feel like, yeah, I don't know why. I just, this is one of the main episodes that I remember from like season one. Just whenever I think about season one, this is one that comes up in my mind. Cause I feel like it's just such a standout. It's a standout, it's, it's a standout yes. episode where a lot happens and a lot of, it's a lot about the relationship dynamics between the characters. Um, and I just find that compelling, even though I don't. Like the relationship dynamics, I still think it's interesting. It's um, true, and I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I like when. I think I like when there's a big event, that the whole episode, like where everyone kind of comes together for a big event. I don't. Yeah. I think I I like that as a story structure where it's mm-hmm. like they're planning the event and then the event happens. Mm-hmm. Usually when that event happens, it's like the talent show or the whatever. And it's like something that I don't want to watch. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, or like like it's like a football game. Like I don't care about the actual event. But in this case, I really like it because it's like, it's interesting. There are lots of little things happening, all these different conversations to go to, but everyone's in the same place. Mm-hmm. So if yes. an event happens... Mm-hmm everyone knows about it but you can still have lots of little conversations i think i like that Um, and yeah i don't know i like it makes Makes sense sense. and finally what would you do Had, had you created control of the show from this point on can i ask actually before we do this Can Mm -hmm. I just ask? I realized I have a question. I didn't understand what they were talking about in terms of the, like, what Veronica learns about the fees that the Blossoms have been paying. Is it that the Blossom family has, for the past seventy something years, been paying money to the Lodge family? Yes, I think so. Okay, it creates some continuity. Years, I think. But yes. Yeah. And so the idea was that if Clifford didn't want to pay any more, he got Hiram locked up. That was what they were thinking. Which I think is stupid. Veronica. Like, stupid for me. Sorry. I don't feel like that's like I don't that's like what they were saying. I don't feel like it's not accurate. But yeah. Because I, yeah I how would that hard. how would that mess with the the fees? I we don't even know what the fees are for you know yeah. like yeah what could that even be? I also so he was paying Hiram Lodge's father or he was paying young Jaime Luna like 75 years ago well what's like whatever yeah. that's that's no. well you know us us Yeah cuz the Lodge freaking nerds were finding continuity years but the lodges were not they did not like, exist right well they were not affluent like remember he wanted to get rich on palladium and stuff yeah and his dad was a shoe shooter mm-hmm. like could you like go to the episode page Like, i'm going continue for this episode i just want to see yeah, the description for this one yeah right, right, right now i'm right going right to do it on my phone sorry i don't want to mess with them because yeah I'm wondering I wasn't sure if I had misunderstood it and that it was I was writing something down when they said it so I'm not totally certain because I wasn't sure if it was like they it hasn't been for the past 75 years it's that there is a 75-year contract that Clifford and Hiram specifically have entered into so it hasn't been for 75 years but it is going to go for 75 years mm-hmm. and that he's trying to like like I don't know that doesn't really make sense either I'm just not sure yeah. I'm working she on working it me. sure oh, uh, well waiters? to say that so. Buckhead and uh Barchi should have broken up and Betty and Verona could have you know before their relationship is destroyed further and they tend to be friends they could fall deeply in love at this point in time. Um, and that would create so much more story, right? Um yeah, I also don't want Joaquin to die later. You know, just seeing him reminded me of that. You know, it wouldn't doesn't change the current season that we're on, but just saying like that's what I, I mean just do. yeah they could have had Joaquin in it longer. I think he's such a compelling actor. Yeah. Uh, I just, just find this face Jesus. very interesting, too. Yeah. Um, the synopsis mentions nothing, but from the Clifford page, I can get... Oh, I'm getting background info that we know. Well, thing? it was discovered by Veronica that the Blossoms were making payments to them for over 75 years until Hiram's, Hiram's arrest when the payment suddenly stopped. Well, so they know that the payment stopped, so I guess that's why they made that leap. Who knows? Let's see. When they discovered about the payments, they discovered yes. also that they stopped. Does it say what the payments are for? Yeah. It what? Oh, I guess it doesn't. What nope. do you guys want to happen? What I want to happen, I feel like they, when they did the Mothman and the maple syrup thing, they should have. Had some kind of maple-based ghoul, or what about, like, creature. Right now, for season one, I think it could come up right now. The okay. maple maple has never been more of a plot line. I don't think that's true. Barely, mostly maple. I local, mean, in the last episode, maple it was like trees really the whole dry. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Okay, fine, fine. For this season, I would have it so that they end up having to play. Um, Secrets and sins or whatever like once a season it's like a musical episode and it's like all the characters having a little chat about all right. the information that's You're on right. the table in a wildly accusatory manner. there would be good. a lot of conflict I mean they do that in season two at the public
1: yeah for true sure.
0: they do it like kind of in season four like i feel like at some point in the secret society yeah i want it more and more of a public forum though for sure. like they're like they're at this event and some and they one person starts saying something like on along those lines and then they're like oh my god it's not, not this game again and they're like yes we're playing right mm-hmm. now and they're like it's official <laughs> that's what i would pick i think it could have been fun to do something with molly ringwald like i i like that i i I like the current way that the story goes like i like that it's just kind of not that they have had this horrible divorce necessarily but just Mm -hmm. that she wanted to leave riverdale he wanted to stay and that's like the main reasoning i think it could have been interesting if like that's what Archie thinks the reasoning is and <gasps> it's revealed like oh she had to leave Riverdale yeah. because of like, some she knew too crime much. she knew too much yeah. yeah, she had some sort of an affair that like is connected to the murder in some way like I thought I think that could have been a fun twist but I think that it's also right, right. Cool. nice having or I think it's fitting having Archie have such like nice wholesome yeah, parents definitely like, I think yeah but i i think they could have gone that way it's mm-hmm. a good idea
1: well maybe it'll
0: happen this time until then until all of those things we mentioned just happened or just mentioned happened allie can you get that famous sign off please see you later dinks Woo.